0: stand by. Hello and welcome to the Lackadaisical LibroCubicularist. And now your host, Jordan Maywood. Hello! Welcome to the LibroCube. I am, as always, Jordan Maywood, the Lackadaisical LibroCubriculist. Today is irrelevant. If you listened to yesterday's episode, you will know That, uh, basically, I'm sort of just recording a book a Wednesday, and today a third video games day, since I have, A, uh, finished a book, and B, finished a video game. So I'm going to record them, and then not post them, uh, and kind of keep them as backups for when I need them. How does that sound? Sounds pretty goddamn interesting. I have not done this yet. I know for a fact factual, actual, factual, that a lot of podcasts that I listen to uh, will record podcasts and then sort of keep them as backups, sort of, if you will. So, why not join the club? Since uh, the week of Christmas, I only have to work... Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll get let the cat out of the bag. I only have to work Thursday and Friday, so on that Thursday and Friday, today being the Friday... Uh, I am going to and did and are recording a book, Bow Wednesday, and a third video games day podcast. What do you think? That's a little, a little, uh, behind the scenes podcast stuff for you there. Um, this morning when editing, 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 um, the book, Bow Wednesday podcast on my horrible drive to work. Uh, Yesterday, I noticed that in my uh, horrible driving gig I forgot to uh, give a shout-out to our sponsor. Yesterday's sponsor was Samwise Gamgee's Industrial Nail Clippers. Once again, it was Samwise Gamgee's Industrial Nail Clippers. Which, of course, will lead us into today's sponsor, which is Nelly Furtado's Pork Belly Frittatas. Once again, that is Nelly Furtado's Pork Belly Frittatas. Long pause. Okay, uh, I am going to attempt, and think I will be able to, do a what I like to call a half- jam-packed episode, rather than do an episode that is my drive to work and my drive home from work, uh, I'm just going to uh, attempt to jam it all in um, on my drive to work. The video game today, on this momentous video game's day, is a little one by the name of Lollipop Chainsaw. I'll uh, I'll say that again, because uh, that is an awesome title. I will definitely give them that. Lollipop Chainsaw. Alright. The... Oh, shit. I forgot to write down his name. James Gunn? I'm I'm 97% sure that the creator of this uh, video game, his name is James Gunn. So, one reason... One of many reasons that I wanted to get this game was because if you do yourself a little favor and Google James Gunn, and also at the same time, Indoor Kids. Indoor Kids is the name of a, again, we'll just call it a web series in which uh, Kumail Nanjiani and his wife, that I can't remember her name, uh, basically sit around and play a video game with folk. Uh, Not necessarily video game folk, not necessarily comedians, but in the case of James Gunn, it was probably my favorite episode because they... You'd think if if you're sitting around playing video games with a creator of video games, you would spend a lot of time talking about video games. Would you not? Well, that is not at all what they did. Um, Instead, they probably... Jesus... Uh, it's been a while since I listened to it, but I bet like 10, 15 minutes of talk about um, how much James Gunn jizzes when he does. Again, long pause to let that sink in. Ew. <laughs> so it was just hilarious, and they couldn't stop laughing. And when I watch things where people can't stop laughing, quite often, I cannot stop laughing. So uh, I could have saved that for uh, internet day, but why not get it in there? So watch that. Another not bad idea is to watch a, uh, like a little gameplay preview of this game. Because Lollipop Chainsaw is about a hot cheerleader girl who fights zombies and other baddies of zombie-like ilk. Cool? Cool. Uh, an awesome premise coming, uh, if you listen to the just previous her video games day, in which I uh, talked about slash reviewed Saints Row the Third. They definitely, uh, it was interesting because they definitely share a sort of uh, let's-not-take-ourselves-too-seriously uh, feeling between the both of them. So that is very much appreciated. I, I like it very much. I'll give my, re- my review, my, my numbered review, just to get her out of the way and then explain it. I'm going to only give it a three out of five. And I'll tell you why. Despite the awesome premise, and uh, very, I would say, well-written, comedically, strangely, oddly well-written, the actual game itself is kind of bleh. It's um, short. The reason I um, am not caring that it's so short, like I did with Dishonored, if you listen to that review, I took off marks because it was so short. Uh, With that game, I paid full price. With this game, uh, I only paid like 20 bucks. So the shortness does not uh, piss me off, really, when it's only 20 bucks. Because this game's been out for a little while. Short, very linear, which again, is not always necessarily a bad thing um, that you can't just roam around and do whatever you want. Those tend to be my favorite games in which you can do that, but I I don't necessarily mind. Where you're going through hallways, one area to the other, and have to follow a set path—that that's fine. It uh, works works fine in some games. The probably the sadly the most important part of a video game that kind of fell a little short was the gameplay, <laughs> uh, the actual playing of the game. So let me run that down a bit. It's basically you are uh, this cheerleader by the name of Juliet. Uh, who goes to school one day to meet her boyfriend and the school is overrun by zombies hmm pretty cool had a little a uh, little bit of a buffy vibe there at the beginning so again much appreciated uh and then you start fighting these zombies and that's kind of where it uh it let me down a little bit it was uh just sort of very repetitive um, button mashing, uh, basically you can go through most, you have, uh, kind of two attacks, one, your sort of pom-pom attack, your cheerleader, so, yeah, where you use your pom-poms to stun the bad guys, uh, and then your second sort of main attack of, uh, your chainsaw, duh, lollipop chainsaw. So, uh, you're supposed to sort of use these, uh, in conjunction to make combos and what have you. Uh, it just doesn't work very well. You, you will end up, uh, I assume you will end up, like I did, just hitting the chainsaw button over and over and over again. Because that seems to be what, uh, dispatches the zombies the quickest. You go through, uh basically every level, it's broken up into stages, I guess you would call them, uh, of different areas, uh, and you're basically just pushing the triangle button over and over and over again. Now it's pretty, it's kind of pretty when you're doing this. If you, uh, it's funny how they mix these, the, uh, gore of chopping off a zombie's head with, like, the, um... Rainbows and sparkles of a, of a cheerleader kind of kind of vibe. I, I, th- I thought that was funny. A good, uh, I believe, juxtaposition is the word you're looking for there. And then uh, another thing they throw in that is uh, sort of become a tried and true yet incredibly sort of boring uh, gameplay element is the Quick Time event. Um, If you are listening to this podcast and do not know what a quick time event that is I kind of think that's unlikely just because if you listen to a podcast about video games you probably know but uh, I always kind of debate things like that like should I explain what it is yeah why not right it is where basically you will have to push buttons Uh, as they pop up on the screen, in the order that they pop up on the screen in a certain time frame to accomplish various things. The, I believe the originator of the QuickTime event was the video game God of War, and then kind of ever since then, video games such as this especially uh, sort of take that and do it and kind of make it not as fun in many ways. So this game, actually, you could say, uh, sort of a God of War vibe in the gameplay. Just uh, it's as if you took God of War and then made the fighting not nearly as good, um, but then made, to me, the story and sort of the theme more interesting. So I don't know. The reason I gave it the three, as uh, what I use my three f- my threes for when rating things, is had fun while playing it but would probably not play it again. Not a lot, I don't think, of uh, replay value in this this game. Okay, so let's uh, move on a bit here. Um, Juliet, the name of you, the cheerleader, has two sisters, an older and a younger. The older seems to be sort of like a spy assassin working for the government type. Uh, and the younger is just this friggin' crazy, crazy little girl. Like maniacal, laughter, crazy girl. So she was uh, She was pretty funny, actually. Um, your father was a sort of rockabilly type, and the entire family uh, actually was zombie, bad guy, vampire, <laughs> they even said Bigfoot, hunters, killers. So that's interesting, yes. The boyfriend that Juliet came to meet... Uh, As soon as she came to meet him, was bitten uh, by a zombie. And uh, as you know, when bitten by a zombie, uh, that's not good for you. So she used some sort of crazy magic stuff that she had up her sleeve to uh, animate his severed head, uh, which then she attached to her belt. So throughout the entire game, you have the severed head of your boyfriend attached to your belt with you, and uh, talking. The uh, I didn't look it up, but the actor, the voice actor who did the boyfriend, sounded very familiar, uh, and he was very funny. He had a lot of good lines, as you can imagine. Actually, one cool gameplay mechanic that they used, which I think they could have done better, was that uh, occasionally you'd come across a zombie without a head. Uh, and then you could put this boyfriend's head on top of it, and he would take control. Now, the reason I say they could have done it better is because when you do that, it's just a long, quick-time event uh, that he does shit for you, so... Yeah. Okay, here's just a little something to throw in. When the you meet up with your sensei, your sensei who has taught you to uh, hunt and kill zombies and he describes the earth and the um we'll just call him he uses different words heaven and hell and earth he describes sort of what's going on and why zombies are infesting the earth and it's basically that hell has uh, oozed into earth yada 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 your job to stop it blah 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 you're the only one who can do it bing 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 as happens uh, one thing that I thought was cool about that was when he described the Earth, it was uh, he, it showed a picture of the Earth, and the Earth was uh, riding atop four elephants, which, um, if you are familiar at all with the Discworld series, book series, uh, my favorite book series from probably my favorite author, he, uh, the disc world is a world that is, well, disc-shaped, that rides on the top of four elephants, that is riding on the top of a giant turtle flying through space. So, I wrote that down because I wanted to mention that. Obviously, it appealed to me. Okay, getting near work. Let's see, I just want to run down the bad guys if I can. Uh, it's one of those ones where each stage will have a sort of boss which uh, I, I, don't, I don't mind that formula. It's a good formula. You you run through a level, you beat the boss. You go to the next level, you run through it, you beat the boss. It's it's fine. Whatever. Uh, the first one was his name was Zombie Zed. He was a uh, sort of '90s punk rocker guy. Uh, every one of the end boss bad guys uh, sort of was a played an instrument or was in a band member kind of vibe to it. Which I thought, I uh, should mention there will be spoilers. <laughs> Shit, almost forgot that again. Uh, I thought maybe at the end, after I had sort of beaten them all, they would all come back in some band and like play a song and try to kill me. But uh, that never happened. Uh, okay, so the next boss was uh, Viking, who was a, you guessed it, Viking a zombie zombie. Viking, all zombies, I should mention, and he played the drums, uh, sort of the Viking boat drum things. The next one, um, I don't really get the reference to the name, Mariska? Mariska, I, I don't really know. She was a hippie zombie and played the uh, Zitar uh, She was kind of cool, and that whole level was kind of cool, because um, at one point you would uh, basically grub Mushrooms? Magical mushrooms? <laughs> so, uh, I've had that in games, too. That is always kind of interesting, that you'll, uh, you'll grub some psychedelic substances in the video game, and it makes the video game all crazy. Uh, in this case, like, you fought a giant chicken, and then, like, a giant three-headed octopus chicken thing. Uh, fighting her was, like, like all psychedelic stuff in the background actually, uh, in the game I'm playing right now, which, uh, why don't I just hint at that, because I'll obviously bring that back when it's complete. playing Far Cry 3. And, uh, it was funny, because one of the first few missions, you, uh, ingest sort of accidentally some magic mushrooms and go on a psychedelic-type trip, so I thought that was funny that in two games I'm doing this. Okay, then there's Josie, who's like a, uh, 80s... Uh, funk, kind of disco dude who uh, uses auto-tune to sing, which, again, sort of a weirdness, coincidence, is that in Saints Row the Third, there was a guy who used auto-tune to talk. Weird. Um, then there is... Hmm. You know what? I'm at work, uh, and I'm finding I am speeding through them quicker than I desire to, so... The, uh, the sort of mission we set ourselves of uh, doing a short episode has failed. Mission not accomplished. I will go in and do eight hours of work and come back and uh, just polish off the last little bit because there's some uh, some cool things that I want to want to focus on a little more than just spouting them out quickly. Okay, plan, plan. It is a plan. I don't know why I'm asking. That's my plan. Love you, Jerry's. I'm a fool to do your dirty working, working, working. And we're back. We are back! We are back! We are back! We are back! We are back. Back. back! We are back! Back in action! It's a the in a second store. Didn't know how to play it! You oh, Shaw! Ladies and germs, I am, on top of being the lackadaisical liberal cubicalist, I am apparently the jukebox hero. I know that will surprise a lot of you, but uh, let's say that's my alter ego. Okay, so that was eight hours of work. <sighs> let's hop back in to Lollipop Chainsaw. That's us uh, you know what, just right off the bat, that um, before you even start playing the game, uh, say it to yourself. Say "lollipop chainsaw." It's fun to say. It's two words that, uh, at least I can never think of them being together in a sentence. And here they are in the title of a game: "lollipop chainsaw." Lollipop chainsaw. So my uh, sort of uh, mission objective to to fit the entire game into. Uh, My drive to work was unsuccessful. Unsuccessful for me uh, is good for you. Assuming you like listening to the podcast and want to hear more of it, that is. Uh, If that is not the case, well, why is that, you bugger? Uh, We left off talking about the bosses. Yes, yes. I left off talking about Josie, the 80s disco Dude with the auto-tuned voice uh, and how that reminded me of uh, the auto guy from uh, Saints Row the Third. So that's kind of interesting that I go from one game to another and there's a similarity like that. People who talk in auto-tuned. Very strange. The last, not final boss that uh, I ran out of time was called um, Lewis Legend he was a uh, 50s, I think, uh, biker kind of dude. What was his instrument? Uh, shit, what was he? Wasn't he drums? Oh, fuck, you can't remember. Anyways, he was on a motorcycle, and uh, sort of had that uh, fedora zombie look on the go. Okay, let's do this then. I'll run down a little bit of what the stages were uh, that the game uh, is comprised of. How about that for an idea? Uh, There was the farm stage. The farm stage was interesting uh, because you'll have uh, sort of zombie animals, but they didn't really take advantage of the zombie animals as far as them being bad guys. It was basically just farmers as bad guys. Um, The exception being that uh, once you have ingested these sort of magic mushrooms that you chop up with your chainsaw, you go on a sort of a couple of psychedelic romps, let's call them, in which you fight giant zombie chicken people. Uh, so that was cool. Obviously, uh, I have not seen many chicken fights in video games. I think the exception being to the exception to the rule being that in Zelda games, if you ever, ever played a Zelda game, and you, you poor, poor bastard, have attacked a chicken enough times, uh, they will then attack you, and they are goddamn indestructible. Probably funniest thing about uh, that in a Zelda game is, out of any Zelda game you ever play, the most powerful enemy ever are chickens. Do not piss off the chickens. That is my... Zelda video game tip of the millennia. Okay, uh, then, another stage that they had, which was pretty interesting, it didn't take up a whole stage, but part of a stage was, you were inside a video game. What? Uh, if you listen to my Saints Row the Third review, you will know that one of the chunks of the game is where you are inside a video game. So, these two games obviously share a lot of the same sensibilities of craziness, and uh, I appreciate that as craziness in a video game is not always there when video games will quite often follow what they have done before, so, say, let's use, uh, we've already talked about God of War, let's use that as an example. God of War 1, God of War 2, God of War 3, they're all basically, uh, at heart, the same video game, just with different things happening in them, um, and you're not going to see as much craziness as you may hope, whereas these uh, amp up the craziness, which is nice because it's sort of Uh, A pleasant surprise is a way to look at it. Uh, So inside a video game, uh, another stage was on a construction site, which um, was kind of weird for a video game stage of this craziness, just to be in a construction site. That one wasn't my favorite. Then in a cathedral, that was another uh, large chunk. Of course, you start off in your high school. Uh, That part I liked, that stage I liked. Uh, and that is basically it, some city city parts, stage parts. The, uh, the game uh, had a lot... It, it sort of reminded me of another game, not just Saints Row the Third, although that... Actually, you know what, how about this? It, if you took uh, the video game Saints Row the Third, then mashed it up with another game by the name of Bayonetta, Bayonetta was a game I played not too, too long ago in which you play a girl who is sort of scantily clad, so, like uh, this girl in Lollipop Chainsaw, Uh, and then crazy, crazy shit goes down involving evil and devils and angels, kind of, uh, this had that same feel to it. So, uh, a lot of uh, similarities between the two. As far as um, ratings, I would probably give Bayonetta a higher rating, just because I think, if I do recall, because this was a little while back, the gameplay was a little more uh, sort of in-depth and not just button-mashy. And also, although, don't get me wrong, obviously, Lollipop Chainsaw uh, is amped up in the crazy department. Bayonetta. (laughs) One thing in particular that... Uh, jumps out in my mind. Tons and tons of crazy, crazy bad guys. Here uh, in Lollipop Chainsaw, your bad guys are, for the most part, just zombies. Uh, different types of zombies, sure, but uh, in Bayonetta, they were crazy devil angel weird shit like that. Oh, okay, how about this, uh, listeners? About to go through a ride program. That's interesting. A first? A first for the, uh, the episode, so... Let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, I'll get pulled over and have to do a sobriety test. Most likely, I will not mention that I am recording a podcast. Tis the season for ride. Uh, actually, a couple years ago, went through a ride program in the very spot that I am about to go through one. So there you go. Let's just be quiet now, so they don't see that I'm talking to myself and think that I'm drunk. Where? Hello. How are you? Good, good, how are you? Good, sooner I check Can you all No, sir. Hey, see Thank you have a good day. Ah. Oh. <laughs> on the one hand, that's good for me that it was that easy. On the other hand, maybe it could have been a little more interesting for you, the listener. Okay, <laughs> so, uh, back to video games on for video games day. The uh, the ride program did have a, a car pulled over to the side, too. So I wonder if, you know, it's 5.14 on a... Okay, I'll give it away. It is Friday. It's not for video games day. It is Friday, technically speaking. But we're in the TARDIS car, so we can do whatever we want. Uh, but who at 5.14 on a Friday is drunk and driving? Idiots. Idiots. Not, not to say... Not to say that there is a proper time to uh, be drinking and driving. No, no, no. Let's uh, let's get back into where was I? Bayonetta. Bayonetta. The the crazy bad guys. Yes, yes, plethora of them. But what stands out in my mind the most from that video game was one giant uh, bad guy. I forget what her name was. It was this. I think it was, like, somebody from history. Am, am I missing... See, no notes or anything. No no plan to bring this up. But I think in Bayonetta, the sort of main boss bad guy people, were they not, like, famous gods and stuff? Am I, am I remembering that? Like, wasn't Shiva a god? Uh, anyways, this boss was a giant woman. Uh, so, say you would be the size of one of this woman's... uh, her middle finger. About that size, this woman was. And um, she had this crazy... (laughs) I don't even know how to explain this, fuck. She was topless, okay, so let's start with that. And out of her nipples would come these little baby monster bad guy things... Which, if I do recall, did not have eyes. And then they'd come out of her nipples and, like, shoot down to where you were and you'd have to fight them in between, sort of fighting her. (laughs) So, any time where bad guys come out of nipples, uh, you're going to have a good time because that is fucked up, man. Good, good stuff. So, obviously, I think just for that reason, uh, Bayonetta gets the slight edge in craziness. Now... That being said, I'm going to throw in, here, the last boss, which was a giant, again giant, huh? a giant zombie Elvis. Whew, quite a few uh, pauses for dramatic effect in this episode. Giant zombie Elvis. So you, uh, first uh, half of the sort of battle stage is just getting towards him as he's Shooting lasers from his eyes and throwing cars at you and shit, and it takes you a couple of minutes even to get to him before you fight him. Then you fight him, and uh, it's it's a decent fight. He'll uh, a lot of the fight takes place actually. You are in his fist, uh, fighting him from his fist. So that's kind of a, a cool idea. You'll uh, reach a point eventually. Here's i uh, I'll throw in this spoiler. So be warned. Your dad will fly in on a motorcycle uh, rigged with dynamite and blow a giant hole in his head, in zombie Elvis's giant head. Uh, and then, something that I thought they could have taken advantage of better was you have to go inside the body of this zombie Elvis to basically uh, kill his heart. Now that section was all of one minute, you know, one, two minutes. Uh, and it was all basically just QuickTime events, which, as we mentioned earlier, are kind of a cheap way to get out of doing actual gameplay. I think. Uh, so I, I, I think they could have made better use of that and made sort of made sort of the inside of Elvis uh, a level, a stage onto itself. That that also has been done in video games. I think even in God of War, actually, where you are inside something gigantic, uh, a giant person, if you will, uh, fighting from the inside. So uh, that's sort of my final thought. We'll end the podcast by talking about the end of the video game. That makes sense. As much goddamn sense as anything I do here. Alright folks, it has been a pleasure once again. Uh, Oh, uh, let me uh, just, since we're not quite at home, I'll throw in a little uh, podcast-related news. Um, very, very, uh, exciting. I did a, a podcast not too, too long ago, actually, where uh, I mentioned we had our thousandth, uh, listen. Uh, I just, uh, I don't check it every day, maybe once every week or two, but, uh, I checked again, and we are now over 2,000, uh, listens to these podcasts. So that is nice. Uh, one of our episodes, in fact, the very first is at 100 listens. So, also, pretty cool. Uh, Pretty cool, although, now that I say that, the very first episode of the podcast, uh, I actually called it uh, something, episode a half, because it wasn't a real episode, it was just kind of me explaining sort of some of my plans for the podcast, my evil master plans. Uh, So, maybe don't. Listen to that as your first episode. Listen to one where I actually follow the sort of formula that I have here of Movie Monday, TV Tuesday, Book Wednesday, Thursday, Video Games Day, and Friday Internet Day. <sighs> Why don't you do that instead? Also, getting a lot of listens is the holiday episode in which I uh, read the script, slash act out the movie Scrooge starring Bill Murray. Uh, it ended up being just shy of three hours so if you are a trooper and uh, listen to the end um, let me know what you thought of it all the kind of part that I want to mention I did um, yeah okay how about this I'll just say at the end there is a little uh, surprise no okay how about all I'll do this, since, uh, since I'm a nice guy and it's nice to be nice to the nice, uh, just in case you do not want to listen to the entire three hours, although I think you'll have fun if you do, especially, uh, during the holidays, is that, uh, if you remember from the movie Scrooge, the sort of very last scene, there's the, uh, little, uh, little boy who's the son of my secretary. Uh, has not spoken, has not spoken a word, I think in a couple of years since his father just, since his father passed away. Sad. Sadness. So, uh, the end of the movie Scrooge, which I guess I'll give that away, is that he finally talks. And he sort of pulls the, pulls a uh, tiny Tim and throws out the old, uh, God bless us everyone uh in a in a whispery voice because obviously he hasn't talked in a long time so his voice is not quite strong um rather than use uh, a whispery quiet little boy boy voice to say god bless us everyone i did sort of more of a god bless us everyone <laughs> so i thought that was kind of amusing so there you go there i go there you go there we go together Ooh, that's a, that, that would have been a good ending for a, for my podcast, too, actually. There you go, there I go, there we go together. I like it. Folks, it is nice. To be nice. To the nice! Thank you for listening. This has been another edition of the Lackadaisical Libra Cubical Wrist. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you